so heavy and sipping on the coffee like it's life support. Yeah. Everybody's lost in their days and they're lost in their life and they're calling it all the daily sacrifice. Welcome to Nickel Park. It's a couch-guided safari through the wilderness of life. I am your tour guide, Ben. And I am your tour guide, Joshua. And I am your tour guide, Luke. Hey. Huh? Hey. <laughs> yeah. You just, y'all just want to chat? Yeah, please. <clears throat> sure. I feel like we haven't chatted in a while. Yeah, probably about a week or so. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'll start. Uh, I went to the bank last week. Had to deposit a fifty dollar check that Eden got for her birthday, but I also needed to withdraw fifty dollars from the bank uh, to pay our dog sitter for the weekend. So I got in the drive-through line and I said, "Hi, can I please cash this check?" And the bank attendant said, "Well, I, I'd sent it through the the, the pneumatic tube." Mm-hmm. And the bank attendant said, "I'm sorry, but you cannot cash this check because it has Eden's name on it and she's not with you." I said, "Oh, okay." And she's like, you can deposit it, though. I said, okay. <laughs> yes, please. Then do that. So I deposited my $50. Then I drove out of the drive through line, did a lap around the building, got back in the drive through line, and said, hi, could I please withdraw $50 from my bank account? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Did, they, did that get even, like, a chuckle out of them? No, it was a different lady because I didn't have the courage to go to the same window. (laughs) Wait, is that why you drove away in the first place and didn't immediately ask for it back? Right. I should have just asked for it back immediately because I I was thinking about this podcast the entire time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know it will make for a better story if I say I just (laughs) stood there and asked for it back. But I can't. (laughs) I mean, what kind of rule is that if you can just do that? It made no sense to me. You can't have the cash, but we can put it in your account, and you can have mm-hmm. any cash that's in your account. So it's just extra steps. Hmm. Maybe they go based off of a first-in, first-out system. So uh, like an inventory, the first cash that has gone into my bank is the first one that gets pulled out. So this was the most recent cash. Therefore, they pulled a different $50 out. Hmm. That makes sense. You guys ever wish going to the bank was more like Gringotts? <laughs> like so what? badly. Like that there was just any amount of excitement, like extra excitement involved. What did you say you wish it was like? Um, Gr- Gringotts? Gringotts. Luke's not familiar with the franchise. Never. This is what from is the film franchise that you've seen two and a half movies of. Ah, yes. Uh, anyway, it's a bank and it's full of... Um, goblins, goblins, and mm-hmm. they. But to get down to like the vault, you get to ride like a roller coaster. It's a whole, it's a whole process. There's like a like big keys and cool levers and stuff. That's immediately better. Yeah, I wonder I mean, even if I, mm. even if I just had a key instead of like giving them my debit card to access my cash, right. that would be ten times better. Like a big skeleton key. Hmm. Mm. Or like if you got to go into the the vault where everyone's money is, and I mean they can send someone with you, like to make sure you only take the right amount. But 
you get to like pick your money out of the big mm-hmm. pile that they have in the in the <laughs> vault. That would be fun. That, that would, would be, be fun. amazing. Even if it was just paper, useless paper, and like on your way out, they would exchange it for real money. <laughs> but it was just the act of going into the vault and getting it. Yeah. Well, that was that was Chat Street uh, with Nickel Park, where we talk about Josh's trips to the bank. <laughs> Stay tuned uh, next week when Josh goes to the DMV. Let's see what other. It's wildly exciting things happen in our lives because we're celebrities. Uh, so I was sitting at my at my desk today and I was clicking a pen, not like to use it to write. I was just clicking it because I was thinking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I stopped like like with the pen out, so it was half clicked, and it what I would call half clicked. Sure. Does that ever does does it bug you guys? And it just made me think about like sounds. Two-part sounds or multi-part sounds that uh, that you can start, and if you don't finish it, it's it bugs you. It's horrible. Yeah. Like, mm. it's not complete. Right. Like, even if you're using it to write, like, what kind of savage would click a pen in, write something with it, and then just set it down Drop it. and never unclick it? <laughs> That's pretty reckless. Yeah. It's like loading a gun and just never... And cocking it. Yeah, loading, cocking a gun, and then just setting it there. It's exactly the same as leaving a loaded, cocked gun around. (laughs) (laughs) On your office desk. (laughs) Uh, I think one for me would be uh, a doo-wop. I see, that's so bad. That hurts me so much. But we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're leaving it. Yeah, I, I, music is good. There's a lot of music ones. There's, There's like gotta, the, yeah. uh, like the we, the we, the me soundtrack. Oh, do 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 do. No, that no. No, I was thinking, oh. what is what? I guess is it? It's me. It's, it's the, the me space, the me, right? Yeah, it's like theme, dun, theme music. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> Yikes! Oh, that's <clears throat> so bad. I think if I get the <gasps> out of a sneeze and don't get to finish it, that's not great. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that was a good one. When you clear your throat, but only go. Oh, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to finish it with the <laughs> second That's bad part. on multiple levels, though, because right. then you're actually like it feels it feels in your body incomplete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's probably like a bunch of slogans that, you know, like ba da ba ba ba. Yep. I see. Then it's like it's still semi-complete, like because you did the bop bop. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Now now we're talking. Or like if you watch someone go to crack a can of like soda or something, Mm -hmm. and they and they just barely popped it, but they didn't actually give it the full crack. Or if they like, it's just the they flip the tab all the way over and just leave it flapped over the opening. You know. Yeah, that too. And don't bend it back. Out of your mouth path. I <coughs> <laughs> <coughs> try to breathe bread. <laughs> ah, PSA. We've all How'd it go? There. Don't try to breathe bread from Panera. Because it doesn't... Luke. Mm. Too, too uh, bready? It was too bread. It was a little thicker than the air that my body is used to. Hmm. Mm. Luckily, my Luke, body realized to... it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> so sorry. 
Luke, you're but going the thing to trivia is, night. <laughs> <laughs> that one actually caught me off guard. I should have known it was going to happen, but it actually right, surprised take it away. me. I'm too scared to talk now. Take it away. Luke, you're going to trivia night tonight, right? That's correct. <sighs> Are you feeling ready? Um, No. I do good on a few things and bad on many things. What's hmm. what? What are your what are your top trivia categories? Like, if you it could be anything, but if you like, what do you know best? If you were gonna go to a trivia night and you knew what the topic was, and you were like, mm. "I'm gonna nail this 100." percent Okay. Um, like general topics, or can they be real specific? <laughs> no. What What would you get 100 percent? Yeah, as specific as you need to get 100. <laughs> percent <laughs> Okay. Uh, I think I would do quite well in Kentucky basketball since 2010 trivia. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I would do quite well in, um, boy, this makes me realize I don't know too much stuff, huh? <laughs> you don't know a hundred percent of yeah. too much stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. Um, I, I know almost all the country names. In the world? In the world. During quarantine, I just learned them all for fun. Did you play... Did, were you were you one of those geo-guesser nuts, Luke? Luke, were you a geo-guesser nut? I did it for a while, yeah. <laughs> That's not a lie. <laughs> you were just staring at pictures of, like, random places like, mm, Armenia. Yep. Nice. <laughs> mm. That That's a Tunisian street light if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Plus, you had uh, you had Mr. Lawson's uh, geography history behind That's you. That's true. Great foundation. Uh, I know, like, all the numbers, one to a thousand. Oh, shoot, dude. Yeah. That's pretty good. In order. Wow. Yeah. What comes after uh, 638? 639. See no how fast way. that was? Jeez. I would love to see, or, like, he, I would love to experience trivia if you went in and the trivia master i don't know what they call him was like all right my special request tonight we're gonna focus on the last 11 years of kentucky basketball (laughs) (laughs) and like everyone in there groans and you except for you (laughs) ben what would be your top category i'm trying to think i think there's nothing i think i couldn't 100 percent anything like i'd be close on like maybe psych the tv show Mm -hmm trivia or like i don't like maybe like nerd stuff like lord of the rings but specifically the books but 100 percent, i don't know that's wicked tough it is i think i would do pretty good at harry potter i feel pretty confident in that i know a lot about the game clash royale (laughs) that's good that's something (laughs) do you still play clash royale oh i do i'm freaking nice with it dude it's been it's been like eight years. I uh, not. I haven't played that long. I got a badge the other day that said I'd been playing for five years. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a lie. I started playing that in college. Yeah, like same. sophomore year, maybe even freshman year of college. So that's yeah. I guess that's I guess that's right. Yeah, like five six years. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's it. Congrats. You would, I'll, I'll suggest that the next time I hear somebody's prepping for trivia. <laughs> I just don't know what to ask these people. I know one that would I would crush. 
uh, body ailments that plague Joshua Foot. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the kind of specificity I like. <laughs> What's up with that dude's left ankle? <laughs> You know, it'd be sad if I didn't get 100%, though. It would. They just ask a question, and I'm like, oh, what? I've got what? Yeah, and someone else you don't even know answers it. <laughs> someone else beats you. Here, I'm going I'm to I'm practice with you, get you warmed up, Luke. Oh, okay. Do, do, you know, do you know what baby porcupines are called? Porcupines. No. It's, uh, it's going to be porcupets. <laughs> That's not real. I was gonna say you should just not tell us. <laughs> this could be the episode of frustrating. Like, oh just, yeah, <laughs> just don't say the answer. You just ask and don't tell us. It is estimated how how what percentage of the of the Antarctic glaciers is penguin urine. Hmm. Uh, is this since the dawn of time? Uh, I think it's just the current state of the uh, right, 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 right. Since yeah. penguins started peeing. I don't know too much about the uh, urinary mm-hmm. um, processes of penguins, but let's get wild and say 4%. Wow. That's a guess. I was going to say, I was going to say 4D. Oh. 40, 40% of the ice caps <laughs> is penguin piss. Hmm. All mm. right. Well, uh, let's see. <laughs> that is painful. Yeah, that this is, is not good. Not to know. Do you want me to tell you? It's no. less than four, right? I mean, no. like way less you, than four. Tell us in the ad break. A cow can make how many glasses of milk in a lifetime? Oh, uh, eighteen thousand. Uh, let's see, glass of milk. Uh, hold on, I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think I think uh, two million four hundred thousand. That's a great guess. All right, onto the ad booth. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the ad booth. This is the booth where we set up nice little lawn chairs and we set ourselves at the end of the driveway and we we hand you out some ads so we can make money. This week, our Go Big is a place that I went to. It's not technically local, but this past weekend I went to Charleston on a little weekend getaway and visited this establishment called The Tavern. Now, The Tavern is the oldest liquor store in all of America. Um, it was pretty cool. It uh, is not the original storefront, obviously, because it's had to go through some renovations. But uh, the the whole you know organization has been intact for many, many, many years. And I was there, stopped in because it was cool, and started talking with the owner. And he heard that we had a podcast. And uh, yeah, it, the rest is history. He wanted to support us, and I just wanted to. Talk a little bit about uh, the oldest liquor store in America. I, guys, I sent you the link um, to to their website if you wanted to touch on any of the uh, high points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, just, well, it's, go ahead. 
Uh, I was just real quick going to say, great, good good on them for getting the first tavern, you know, just the tavern. Mm-hmm. I guess that kind of proves how old it is, is mm-hmm. that there weren't any before them. They they grabbed that name. Right. Very, right. very good. And that had to be pretty quick because I feel like that's one of the first things, you know? That goes up to go in up? the town? Yeah. Because yeah. where else are you going to drown sorrows? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the death rate had to be, like, crazy high back then. So, you got to go just pound some beers at the end of a long day. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of sorrow back then. Three Johnnies got, you know, killed by trees or and or Native Americans or whatever. Then right. uh, cephalus. Cephalus? <laughs> no, it's cephalus. <laughs> it's Dis- a soft E. Cephalentary. It's scarlet fever. Um, that was one cool thing. They actually had, um, bottles by year marked with like, um, like I, I, the word pandemic doesn't feel right because of the, you know, the current state of things, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maladies like they had, <clears throat> they had a Spanish flu era bottle mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, various plagues that, that wrecked the whole Americas mm-hmm. at that point in time. Uh, Smallpox. Yeah. So they the the smallpox bottle was actually pretty cool looking. Um, it was wrapped in a in like a blanket to to protect it. So I guess I was confused when you first uh, brought this to us. I was thinking that the store was the the oldest, but also it sounds like and looks like from their website like they are also selling some of the oldest liquor. Right. Yeah. No, they have very limited like current brands for sale there right like there's no you're not gonna get a 12 pack of bud Mm -mm. from this store no absolutely not now you may find a bottle with simple like marker written on it that says bud's brew Mm. brewed in 1873 but uh bud light you're out of luck uh yeah one of the one of the bottles that really caught my eye was uh the al capone toilet wine that mm. he made in his stint in prison uh, back in the olden days. Um, they don't they don't list the year on here. I think for uh, safety reasons. But mm-hmm. I mean, to own that, that'd be pretty cool. And they say wine gets better with age, so that that's got to be some top shelf stuff at this point. Uh, yeah. So the one that I liked, uh, they have. And this has got to be a little contentious. They've got. A couple bottles of Benedict Arnold's, like, personal, like, I don't even know. I guess, I think it's labeled brandy, but who knows what it's actually uh, made out of. But that's got to be a little, yeah, a little, a little contentious. Yeah. Since he was sort of, um, like, I guess the OG trader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a lot of experimental stuff because, obviously, back then they hadn't quite figured out the ideal recipe. Um, I saw some that uh, just said salt water on it. Uh, so I didn't. I didn't try that one. Yeah, we kind of know what's up with that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I they guess back then hopeful. they just had never had salt water before. Right. They just thought maybe if he bottled it, it turned into something special eventually. Mm. Just like half an apple in there. Like I don't know. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, there had to have been so much experimentation, you know? Mm -hmm. It sounds weird, like, put an Mm -hmm. apple in some water now, but, like, back then, it was like, 
like, yeah, the other day I ate a mushroom and I visited Jesus. You know, <laughs> like you never knew what was going to happen. And he said to put an apple in a bottle of salt water. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's uh, the tavern down in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, you can check them out. You can go visit them. It's pretty cool. Nice little piece of American history. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot the cool thing about the Benedict Arnold. Not all the bottles were done up like this, but they had a lot of them just hanging from the ceiling by little nooses, and they were all tarred and feathered. Which was cool. Uh, so for our go home this week, uh, we're back in Louisville, and specifically the good, fine citizens of Louisville uh, and their generosity if we want to call it that. So today, as I was on my lunch break, um, going through the drive-thru of ye olde Kentucky Fried Chicken, I happened to look to my right. No, my left. I looked to my <laughs> left to notice that among the brush and the shrubbery, there was a crisp $100 bill. That's right. With the blue stripe and everything. Brand new. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So I did the right thing and kept it. Uh, And we are taking that as our sponsorship this week for our go home. So I just want to give a big shout out, big thank you to the specifically citizen of Louisville Mm -hmm. that left that for us. More than likely a listener uh, just going off the numbers. Uh, So thank you. We will put it to good use and will continue to make stellar episodes just just for you hello folks and welcome to the unconventional solutions portion of the podcast the part of the podcast where we solve uh problems unconventionally This week, we are once again going to our lovely neighborhood of Hollywood, Florida, to help out a neighbor and friend in need. Uh, I glanced across the title of this one when I was scrolling through today and immediately uh, pegged it uh, for us to solve. I haven't read the whole thing yet, just kind of the title, um, but obviously it's going to be a good one that we can help out with, so let's get into it. BF says... Uh... Burton Frazier. Bingo fanatic. Bingo fanatic. I like bingo fanatic. All right. Bingo fanatic says, a lost purse. Where is my purse? I was taking the groceries out of my... (laughs) Sorry. You you read that like the opening line of a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. It was a quality dramatic read there. I was taking the groceries out of my car after shopping at Walmart in Hallandale when I realized that my purse was missing. It wasn't on the floor of the car or in the trunk or in one of the many bags of groceries. My heart sank as I realized that I must have left my purse in the shopping cart as I was loading my car, something I have, to my great shame, done many times before. My whole life, wallet, cell phone, credit cards, insurance information was in that purse. I drove back to Walmart as quickly as I dared and rushed inside to customer service. The purse wasn't there. The manager and two other employees tried to help me. We searched through the shopping carts and the parking lot. Nothing. I left my name and drove home trying to think of how I would report my missing cards without a phone. 
I drove into the garage of my condo, and one of the security guards told me that a man was waiting for me in the lobby because he found my purse. I couldn't believe it, but it was true. This wonderful man holding an adorable toddler found my purse in the parking lot and took the trouble to drive to my home and return it to me, intact. I asked him his name, Russell, he said, and he handed me the purse. I'm beyond grateful and thankful. I wish I knew his last name so I could send him a thank you gift. I hope he knows how grateful I am. Wow. That was a good... Bingo fanatic. Uh, Amazing writing skills. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, that read like a true short story. Surely when she's not slinging slinging dots at the bingo hall, she's got to be writing, yeah, short stories or something. Yep. Uh, I, yeah, I thought it was beautiful, especially because she buried the lead so well. Yeah, we. I thought that this was going to be like, oh, shoot, here we go. Let's find this lady's purse. Exactly. Psychically from our homes in Florida. It right. turns out this Russell guy, is beat us, he beat us to it. Yeah, I was already coming up with spots like, oh, she could have uh, done things with it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, had, I had a ton of stuff on my brain that I had already thought about. Could have been in the purse the purse holder of the porta toilet, porta potty. Yeah. Could have been in a larger purse elsewhere. It's my favorite kind of humor. <laughs> stuff inside other stuff. <laughs> you must get a kick out of Russian nesting dolls. Yeah, those things. I just die laughing. Just hysterical over laughter the, all the way down to the tiniest one. And then depression hits. Yeah, and I spend a lot of time trying to open those tiny ones. Uh, I mean, let's clear this up. Let's. I mean, I guess there still is a problem, right? She does not know the last name of this mighty savior mm. of her purse. That's a good point. So we could try to solve that for her. Russell is not the most common name. Mm-hmm. You got Russell from Up. That is the first person I thought of. Good citizen. <laughs> he seems like the most likely. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. he grew up. Okay, but but what's his name? His last name? Um, uh, okay, hold on. I know this. My name is Russell Westbrook. It's Westbrook. His last name is Westbrook. <laughs> I don't think he has a last name, does he? I don't think he I does. I think he does. I don't... I'm looking it up. Uh, Russell... I don't know. Nope. I watched... Here's a fun I'd... secret about me. I watched the movie Up while going to bed almost every night. For like a lot of eighth grade, I think, because it was just Whoa. on my iPhone or not iPhone, iPod. I had one of those big old chunky iPhones, iPods, geez. And uh, it was just on there. And I was bored and I'd just watch up sometimes. It's a good okay. one. I, I mean, did you skip the sad parts though? Yeah, no, I'm really exclusively watched the funny bits. Okay, okay. good. Yeah, like because the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes is a depression episode right it's got it's got good bits it's not all depression it's really just True. the last bit the last two minutes of the first 10 minutes is depression town right i guess the reason the last two bits are so sad is because the first part is really the happiness good. of right. the beginning you're no you're right you're right yeah if the first eight minutes had been like all just like thieving and uh mistreating like children or something i don't know like you wouldn't have felt so bad right after she kicked the bucket but <laughs> right yeah if she punched puppies yeah in the first part of her life 
if she was right if she was into dog fights right you'd have been like mm-hmm. okay well i don't know how to feel about this but i don't feel bad honestly he's probably he's probably better off without her uh all right so how do you figure out somebody's last name i mean obviously you can look at someone mm-hmm mm-hmm um did you say look at them right like you know just to get a a vibe yeah, if I saw you out in public and didn't know who you were, I would obviously. You're clearly a Byron. Mm. Um, so maybe she just didn't get a good enough look at Russell. So here, I'll, I'll play an example with you. Um, picture a man yep. with uh, just piercing blue eyes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. long, tangled black hair mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, large buck teeth and a scraggly beard. His name is Russell. Brand. Brand. It's brother. Wait, Brand's brother? Russell Brand's brother. <laughs> I don't know if Russell Brand has blue eyes, but as soon as you said scraggly long hair. The buck teeth threw me. I had I had an image and everything, and then it went completely south, but also a little west. Russell Brand does not have blue eyes. Did you have someone in mind? Or were you just no. curious if we said the same guy? Oh, I didn't realize that's who that was, Ben. I didn't realize I was a real person. Yeah, you. I mean, you were nailing it, except for the buck teeth and the blue eyes. <laughs> I totally did not even... See, though, I was right. We were all thinking the same person, and I just happened to describe him. Yes. Who else you got? You got Russell Crowe. He seems like a good dude most of the time. <sighs> Kurt Russell. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't even considered that maybe he was giving her his last name, and he was doing like a James mm-hmm. Bond thing. And then she just kind of left with the purse before he got a chance to say his cool line. Hey, that, there's another one. The name's Bond. Ooh. Mm. That is, yeah. That's uncomfortable. Uh, she could use a Ouija boy board. Consult a Ouija, Ouija boy. Board. Oh, she could use a Ouija board. <laughs> Put your hands on this boy. Put your hands on this boy and feel the spirits move him. Yikes. <laughs> the <Ouija board. laughs> that's that's somebody's something that's nicholas cage's next movie that's yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, ouija boy are the letters on his body like tattooed because that's what mm. i'm thinking i think yeah. so yeah and then you just move your hands around on his body no, a Ouija board oh. to contact the spirits um, to try and ha- to try and track this guy down. Yeah, maybe lose another purse. Maybe this Ooh. is kind of his thing. He's mm. Russell the purse returner, snatcher, snatcher then returner. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe he's the guy that. Maybe he stole it. And that's not like he just gets the thrill of the steal. He doesn't Ooh. actually want to keep it, so he always returns it. Right? Or maybe here's he's... an idea. Russell might not be a good guy, mm-hmm. and here's why: he runs a fake ID company for kids in college slash high school, and mm-hmm. he steals purses and then makes copies of their ID to give to children. And then mm-hmm. he returns the purse and looks like a good guy in everyone's eyes, but he's making mm-hmm. hella bank selling fake IDs to kids. <sighs> Russell. 
I know. Russell, how could you? Russell's probably I, not even his real name. That's what I'm saying. I didn't want him to be a criminal, but now all, all signs are really pointing to that. Yeah. What if he's super in, like, he wants to get into bingo, but he doesn't know how? And so he thought that this was a way to, like, he steals the purse, he brings it back, and then you're going to, you know, and then Bingo Fanatic's going to be like, yo, come to bingo. Right. Because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And you're my friend now, and we're buds. Come on over. And then, uh, and then, she, but she didn't. Right. And now, and now, no. Russell's sad. He's got to go steal some other bingo fan. His mm-hmm. purse, right? Right. Yeah, someone. No, steal the bingo fan. Oh, okay. Because clearly the purse didn't work. He's got to. Right. He's got to steal the whole. Mm-hmm. The whole fanatic. So the entire fanatic. Was that a pun? No, sorry. A uh, whole fanatic is something entirely different. Entire fanatic. The all of the fanatic. Russell. What if that is his whole name? Russ L, like Kai L, or whatever Superman's name was. Yeah, that um name no one remembers. Mm-hmm. That would lend itself to the superhero. Maybe he is a superhero returning purses. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Russ L, son of Kyle, Kyle. Per, per, uh, yeah, master of purses. I think that's pretty much what the movie Shang-Chi's about or something. And the Ten Rings and Twelve mm-hmm. Purses. All right. Well, so we pretty much solved that it was Russell Brand's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got, I guess we've got time for another problem. I have, I have a problem. Me. Me. Okay. Me has a problem. And my property. Uh, I have in my backyard an apple tree and it produces, it has produced more apples than I knew could come out of one tree. Mm. It is insane. Uh, we cannot eat this many apples. No one could eat this many apples or should. They do taste surprisingly good. Like they are not super tart. They're genuinely tasty apples. But I mean, I no exaggeration there are hundreds of apples on the ground <laughs> hundreds oh it's a t- it's like a small tree and it made so many apples it was literally breaking itself trying to get these apples out like oh all the gosh. leaves all the limbs were like falling down and as some apple like some tree fanatic is gonna rip me a new one for how I didn't prune the tree but anyway what do I do? <laughs> Essentially, the correct question is, what? Mm-hmm. either what do I do with all these apples and or how do I get all the stinky, nasty, rotting apples up off the ground mm. without having to individually pick them up by hand mm. or like rake them up? Hmm. Could you... How, do, how does one make apple cider? Uh, I think you just step on them. You step on a bunch of apples and all the juice comes out. Mm-hmm. And then you That's add what cider. I was thinking. I thought it was something like that. So maybe you mm-hmm. could just put a big funnel underneath the tree that would catch all the apples mm-hmm. and if the eventual weight of the hundreds, so you say, apples falling mm-hmm. on top of each other would start to compress the bottom apples into a, a nice apple cider that you could just let drip into some jars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good I like idea. that. Maybe ferment like that, them, especially because I am a fan of both apple cider and hard cider. Exactly. Uh, so my my father in law bought some property and it had a ton of bamboo on it, and so he was trying to figure out how to take care of it. And it turns out that if you buy 
um, some goats, <clears throat> they will clear the property really well. Mm. Um, but obviously, that's more for like foliage and stuff. So you need something that's going to eat more like food. So if you got like, ah. you can almost get like a pet pig or something mm. that you could just leave in the backyard and mm-hmm, eat mm-hmm. all the apples. Um, that might that take would care be of good. It. My wife does like pigs. We should look into that because that could be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, a thought for the future. Maybe there's some, like, local farm that would gift you one. Yeah, that would be cool. Then we wouldn't have to, like, it would, you know, take a ton, ton of time and money to get a pig. We could just mm-hmm. right. have one. Sure. Right. Um, would it be so bad? How bad would it be if, uh, um, could I just put up flyers around and they said, like, uh... Apple Day at the Fraser House, and we're doing cinnamon apples, roasted cinnamon apples. And then what I do is I go out with uh, like a tiller or the lawnmower and just kind of grind them all up, sprinkle some cinnamon on them, and then hit them with a flamethrower <laughs> on the ground. I'm not right. listen. No effort. I don't want to pick these bad boys up. I don't want to sort them out or no. anything. Like I just want to kind of turn it up into one big apple mess. Mm-hmm. Sprinkle a ton of cinnamon and sugar on there, torch it, and let the folks come and just kind of enjoy a ground version potluck apple <laughs> cinnamon festival. Sure. A, a grazing for the neighborhood, if right. you will. Yeah. The the yard is your serving platter. I don't see anything wrong with that. You could even offer like hay rides and stuff. You just get a wagon, throw some straw on it, and pull it up mm-hmm. and down your driveway. Just um. fill the trunk of your Jetta with some hay. <laughs> <laughs> Hop on in. <laughs> I do have to close it on you to drive right. safely. <laughs> For safety. Nice back there. Pneumatic tube. Okay, pneumatic tube. Yeah. Big tube. Suck up all the apples. Suck up all the apples. Um. Mm, what? What? It, what? 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 Either is attracted to apples, or are apples attracted to? Jacks. Jacks, okay. Throw a bunch of jacks out yes. there, see what happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon men. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon from, men. From Jamaica. It's from it it's it's part of the same joke y'all were doing, but part okay. it's from the commercial. Oh, okay. There's an apple dude and a cinnamon dude oh, and he's Jamaican. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon men. Doctors. No, wait, that they stay away from your your never mind. Yeah, well, maybe I could bring a doctor over in sort of like two magnets that are reversed. He would, like, wherever he walked, the apples would flee. Mm. Ah. Does it work both ways? Like, if you take an apple into a doctor's office, do they all run? And if you take a doctor into an apple orchard, do the apples all leave? Right. Does a doctor a day keep the apples away? (laughs) (laughs) Mathematically, it has to, right? Equal and opposite reactions. Yeah. Newton, he was all about apples anyway. That's how he discovered the whole thing. Right, he got—he was a doctor, and he saw the apple fall and got the heck out of there. He's like, no shot. But also, that means gravity. <laughs> I, I, did, I, I like the doctor idea. I do like that. I like the image of a doctor trying to eat an apple, but it just keeps scooting away from his outstretched hand. <laughs> It's like there's some scene in a movie where the character is trying to like stab something with a fork on their plate. That's what it would be like. 
It's in Harry Potter. He's trying to stab a bean. I got it. It's too much, too much Harry Potter in this episode. I know. I know. Causing problems. Magic. Magic. Hmm. Do do some magic on it. Do some apple magic. Could you just wait till uh, Halloween and when the kids come up and they say trick or treat, you say, "How about you pick?" And you come, you take them to the backyard and say, "If you want it to be a treat, it could be a treat. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's a pretty mean trick." Yeah, here's a big here's a big carpet of rotting apples, mm-hmm. and it smells like absolute death. It's Halloween time. Could I just could I just could I pour dirt over it and get a bunch of uh, more apple trees? Oh, actually, yes. no. and then and then could I sell those apple trees for money? Ah, probably right. I don't know. Legitimately. I feel like that would be easier than individually picking up all these half rotten apples would be to just cover them in dirt and then mow them over later when they'd sprout. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so cruel. You like care for these, you nurture these young plants only to Mm. mow them down in their prime. I would view it more like I try to smother them now and that didn't work. So got to cut their heads off later. Yeah. Don't you like how he phrased it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was better. It is a bummer. I feel bad about it. I feel super wasteful because, like, they're good apples and they're yeah. just laying on the ground. Um, well, they're not. Truth be told, I did go out and pick up many, many, many of them. I cleaned the yard up. I filled an entire, like, standard blue trash can with these apples. An entire one. It was. It Jeez. outweighed me. It outweighed me what? and my body. How do how do trees be making all these apples? You know, they're only drinking water. <laughs> It's a good point. They're straight up turning water into apples by process of wood. Mm-hmm. Explain that. <laughs> Science. Water plus wood equals apple. Well, water plus wood also equals banana and pear mm-hmm. and orange. And every <sighs> freaking fruit there's ever been. And so wet wood. I'm going to start putting a bunch of different woods in buckets of water and see what kind of food I get. And that ought to work. Yep. Yeah, I think and so. On that, on that bombshell. <laughs> All right, cool. This has been Nickel Park, the couch guide's fire through the wilderness of life. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks to Sense of Circus for the use of our theme song. Thanks to Jake Byron for the use of our ad song. Uh, happy birthday, Jake. Right? Isn't that today? Yeah. Happy birthday, Jake. Um, thanks to AMF for having us on the network. And you can hit us up at nickelparktours at gmail.com or on Instagram at nickel underscore park underscore podcast. Sweet. Until next time, I'm Ben. I'm Joshua. And I'm Luke. Show me some loving and show me emotion. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Show me some loving and show me emotion. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Yeah.